Good evening and welcome to the Rissington Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome to episode two of season two. Let's go to some housekeeping because the first item on our housekeeping is very important. Housekeeping. So we just want to say thank you for the lovely warmth and response uh, that we've had from the podcast coming back. Mm, been nice. I think we should have probably just stopped there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're just going to ruin it now. You hear comedians talking about getting the clapping as they go on the stage and then that'll do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, yes. No, it's been lovely and thank you, everybody. Um, so, w- one bit of news housekeeping, uh, the grant for the web, which is a very interesting story mm-hmm. uh, that's come recently, the $100 million grant, basically to try and find a better way to uh, support the web mm. rather than tracking people. Yeah, I think and, that's amazing. Um, but we'll put a link to that in the show notes because I think it's a very interesting thing to read. And, you know, yeah, yeah, and exciting. I would love to the idea that someone cleverer than I would you know, have the, mm. the ideas and the creativity to, to come up with a solution for that. Mm. I also wanted to mention uh, some more podcasts because mm-hmm. we did a little run through of the podcast we like last week. Um, and there's some key ones that I listen to a lot that I would like to mention. Mm-hmm. So the first one is uh, Fortunately with Fee and Jane. Uh, Fee Glover and is Jane Garvey. Yeah. yeah, but they always, they have a variety of guests of which, you know, it's similar to Adam Buxton, really. They mm. have this weird sort of variety of guests of really in, of varying interests. Uh, the last guest they had on was a, a guy that's been following the story about the missing crypto queen, this woman who invented a new cryptocurrency. Got a load of money and vanished. Is that's that, it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, just, and then that led me on to that podcast. So, um uh, so that's really good. There's also Older and Wider, which I is um, <laughs> Jenny Eclair, <laughs> who's just <laughs> a scream to listen to. And of course, uh, Dan Cedarholm's re- started a podcast, mm. Simple Bit Show. I've listened to it and it's it's fantastic mm. and apparently all done via puppet, which I'd love to believe. Yeah, I'm going to give that a listen. It sounds good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. So, John. Your one shout out to long time listeners. Oh yeah, I, I was sort of, I've only sort of realised over the last few weeks that we actually had listeners. I just thought yes, that. I know. <laughs> well, I thought it was quite nice seeing familiar names again mm. coming up. Yeah, and I think each week we'll just do a quick shout out to mm. one long time listener. Well, and uh, out of the, the the huge amount of listeners mm. that we could have picked from, I've uh, I've picked... seen the statistics. It was big numbers. We were, <laughs> we were like in double figures. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So hang on, there's more people than I'm thinking of. Um, so Sam <laughs> Sam Hardacre, Nocturnal yep. Monkey. Now that, yep. um, I may have misremembered, but I seem to remember getting drunk on an occasion, seeing an illustration or a sketch he'd done on Twitter, and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was... Think Are you was saying it. you only buy his artwork when you're drunk? No, I just remember thinking, a package arriving and going, what's this? <laughs> I've still got it. That's it's a good thing to do when you're drunk. Yeah. Buy art. Buy art, yeah, definitely. But yeah, lovely guy, UX designer, front-end guy, artist. He's currently doing Inktober. Yeah, yeah. He's doing uh, the comic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. which is just incredible. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I've, we'll put a link to his his main site, is his blog, isn't it? Yeah. Blog.nocturnalmonkey.com. Can I have a little fanboy moment? Yes. So, Brendan Dawes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he followed me on Twitter. 
<laughs> I ran downstairs to Rachel. I was like, you're never going to believe yeah, this. Yeah, people will follow yeah. you on Twitter if you let yeah, you know that you're on Twitter. You've got to understand you know. Brendan Dawes is a god to me. Oh, yeah. So, well, it is. 2001, let me just refer to my notes, Drag Slide Fade, the mm-hmm. actual script book. Yeah. Pretty much my whole Flash career was just cut and paste his code. <laughs> um, and then obviously him and Joshua Davis in, back in the day mm. were like the people. And then the other quick thing is the plastic player. Have you seen his plastic player? Oh, yeah. How much do you want one of those? Oh, I, I've, just I've thought about making one, but it's one of those... Oh, I just so want Spare that. time things. Yeah. He's just incredible. And yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, I was getting into kind of moving the transition from print design to web design at the mm. roundabout time, same time as that. So Joshua Davis and Brendan Dawes were the main ones. Mm. And it wasn't so much the action, action scripting for me, but these uh, Saul Bass... Work, oh, the Soul Bass website was amazing. Which I, this yeah. was like incredible at the time. It's like, wow, the web can do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been. And last year, um, I took Dan, my son, to a conference in Belfast. Mm. Um, and Brendan was speaking as well. Mm. And I wanted to go and try and, like, you know, get Dan to talk to Brendan because the kind of stuff that he does is what Dan really loves. That yeah. kind of just making stuff that yeah, does yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, and he was brilliant. Brendan was just lovely. You know, it's not easy talking to a. 16-year-old, well, actually at the time, 15. Um, you know, not particularly, you know, communicative yep. in that situation. <laughs> so he did a really good yeah. job. But yeah, Brendan Dawes, he's, yeah. he's, he's one of the great ones. Yes. So there we go, fanboy moment. And mm. by the sounds of it, has been a regular listener. So yeah. So there we go. I've just got one last bit of housekeeping. Mm. Um, one thing I thought would be quite fun to do is to come up with new catchphrases. Nice. Um, and I uh, was passing a garden centre the other day that had this uh, handwritten sign in chalk saying, it's bulb time! So I, I just okay. thought, I'm yeah. going to adopt that, okay. unless you, you would like that as well. Um, well, I saw your note on this and I was like, I've literally no idea, so I'll just, uh, I'll just adopt that for yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's got, it's got very various levels. It obviously yeah. works on a gardening level, yeah. sort of horticultural. It works on a the lights have gone out level. Yeah, it could also be, like anything, could be innuendo, you yeah. know. Um, and But also just a bit of mystery, you know, yeah. just to sort of suddenly shout out, it's bulb time! It's going to be a bit of an in-joke. We're not going to let people know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. That's right. I'm just going to, you know, so watch out for that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, font of the week? Font of the week, font of the week. Font of the week, font of the week. My plan was I was going to do open source fonts, or at least free ones. Yeah. Um, this one isn't open source, but it's really nice because it's got a very low barrier to entry. Mm. So it's a, it's a font called Salome, which is a very fat, high contrast serif. I had a look this time. It's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it. very, it's very trendy as well. I mean, yeah. the, these sort of like Didoni kind of... Um, Style fonts, uh, enlighten me. Are everywhere, it's just a, one of the original kind of fat, sort of high contrast serif. So you've got mm. really fat uh, elements of the text, then going to really thin terminals and, mm. and connectors. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I remember um, taking Dan into uh, a bookshop and sort of saying, "Now, can you tell me what the trend is mm. by looking at all these book covers?" And he could spot it. You know, it's like yeah. it's this serif font, this really fat, bold. But I think it's come about, like everything else, because of a reaction to what's before. It's like kind of clean sans serifs that maybe haven't got quite much personality. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's one way that's just free. 
Uh, and the rest is pay as you want. Mm. And I just want to quickly mention another one that is free, yeah. which is Times New Busted. Yeah. Do you know what my immediate reaction to this one was? <laughs> Go ahead. Great for ransom notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the idea of Times New Busted is that it's Times New Roman, but every seventh letter is a sans serif. Yeah. A random one. Yeah. So, and it works by, I think it's like ligature technology, is yeah. how they get the like, you know, seven letters and then suddenly it gets boof, sans serif. Yeah. So, it's just to be a bastard, yeah. isn't it? Just, <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll put a link to that. In the I show really, notes yeah. as well. Fun. I love the idea. Yeah. So, there's my fonts of the week Salome and Times. And I actually busted. looked at them this time, so I'm able to say, great choices. <laughs> <laughs> great choices, mate. Hey, thanks, mate. <laughs> They're kind of like how words. We, how come we did that? <laughs> <laughs> Like words in vector form. Great. Okay. UX technique of the week. Ah! So this is a UX thing that I haven't used yet, ah. but I'm quite excited about. I'm tested on my current project. I'm trying to get it going because it's a really good idea. So uh, anyway, Mona Patel, who is the CEO and founder of Motivate Design in New York, is uh, talking about this technique which is called Insider Insights. That's a brand name. Um, but the basic concept is instead of you going out and interviewing people, which is always awkward because you get there, you don't know what the dynamic's going to be. Is that person going to be chatty? Is he going to be shy? Is she going to be not really willing to talk? Instead of doing that, you get a peer or a colleague who knows somebody else doing in the same industry. You send them out with, well, I guess a phone these days. Mm. You give them a focus question. So, you know, something you want to unpick, and then you let the conversation go. They record that conversation, they send you back the audio, you do your research from there. Ah, right. really like the idea because it takes away all those barriers of, as I've said, of the situation of meeting a new person, not understanding how you're going to get along. They feel, I've been in this situation where people immediately are tense up a little bit mm. because they think they're being tested. Yes. So it's difficult. What I also like about it is that sounds cheaper to me. I've just done a research tour where I went all around the country doing stakeholder interviews um, and I spent hundreds of pounds and lots of hours just getting there. Mm. Do you know what I like about that? Mm. Uh, is the fact that I don't like talking to people. So you're getting someone else to talk to the people? Yeah. And I don't mean that in a snobbish way. It's more in a kind of an introverted, shy way. But it'd be also in the same way if we were to be a participants as a designer and another designer. I barely worshipping <laughs> but we could have a discussion about you know what's the problem with web design today that could yeah. be our focus question mm -hmm. discuss go and ask somebody else right John you go and talk to somebody else so but you you're good with talking to your friends so yeah and I think that's the point yeah anyway I won't waffle yeah like it's all that. good so I will link to that and now it's time for your So, uh, Dustin Wilson, another long-time listener mm -hmm. of the show, um, ex-colleague from Opera. Can I just say, you know him, do you? Yeah. He did an illustration, I think, of a polar bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's a bit good, isn't he? Wow. <laughs> I thought it was a photo. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he is something else. Yeah. Um, we love you, Dustin. Very lovely artwork. But Dustin asks, do try to do a southern US accent again for old time's sake, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to do mine uh, at home later. I don't like to perform in front I've of I've got mine in a little box okay. and I'll sort of post it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit it in. I am a man. 
trouble all my Okay, so this is from Ian Farrell. Do you know Ian? I do, Ian. Yes, yeah. yeah. So lo- lovely Ian. The man, lovely Ian. He's the happiest man in the world. He literally. is. Yeah. Such a positive person. So uh, he asks, I've noticed a bunch of good patterns starting to be adopted across apps on mobile and tablet of late, which are great. Things like two-finger taps to undo and drawing a shape and holding at the end to snap to a straight line for perfect version of that shape. What have you seen recently that delighted you and should be immediately stolen by every piece of software you use? Mm. I do have one uh, from Affinity Designer for the iPad. Mm. So one of the things about Affinity Designer is that you've basically got the full-featured desktop app in an iPad app, mm. which is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what's... Well, Sketch haven't managed it yet. Have Sketch haven't done it. Figma could, could get there if they put the time in, but... There's little things, little interactions that make things hard. So things like um, uh, increasing the number of something, let's say opacity of a layer. Mm. Um, but what uh, Affinity Designer does, as well as the option to type in something, um, is it has these dials. Mm. And so when you um, put your finger onto the, onto the dial and you move your finger either left or right, it goes either up or down. Mm. Um, and the further you move away, the quicker it, you know, it can move up. Mm. And you can then slow your finger down to more incremental. It's very precise, actually. It's mm. very good. Um, things like brush size, you do that. Um, you know, feathering on a brush and mm. something like that. It's very um, uh, quick and intuitive. And it's, I've only ever seen it being used in the app. It might be somewhere else, but no, I think that was mm. really... Really nicely, nicely done. So, have you noticed any I've gestures got, and things? I've got a couple of boring ones. So, swipe to archive on Gmail. Um, the old iPlayer radio app and its dial. Yeah, which is Love. sadly no more. Yeah. No, I don't like sounds as much. But no. The dial for where you could zip forward and backwards was yeah. fun. And then the only other That's quick lovely. one for me was the uh, the animation on the Android Netflix app when you jump forward or backwards ten seconds. I love the animation of how that works and the the ten. Oh, I don't think I've done that. I've done it on Apple TV, but I've not yeah. looked at it. On I don't the, know whether it's just Android. Phone, it's, and, yeah. it's just a tap, but it's the way. The icon animates and responds. That's Ooh, right. We're going to have to try that it's, on my It Android. sort of throws yeah. the 10 out of the icon. Oh, right. Uh, so, next question is from Len McTrouser, mm. who says, What's better, daddy or chips? Mm. Well, I've done some research. Well, you've got statistics to back up your. I took this question very seriously, although it's a flawed question because it's biased. There's a bias in the question. Mm-hmm. Well, you've only got daddy or chips, there could mm. be other options. Well, according to the advert, they, yeah. yeah. So I've done eighteen years of research. <laughs> <laughs> I did some recent research just to stop. So the answer is, you know, daddy driving children to get chips is the actual answer. <laughs> um, but I asked my two-year-old at McDonald's. We happened to be there the other day, mm-hmm. and I asked her while she was eating chips. She said, "Chips first." I thought I'll check. Mm. Then she said, "Daddy." I was like, "Okay, I need to ask a third time," and she concluded that, "Daddy, you're not chips." So. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I wanted to give that question the. Uh, I love your rigor. Yes, oh. I, I didn't approach it with quite the same rigor. No, and we're. I'm sure you'll get to it, John. Well, the thing is, you know, I think chips, chips are always around. Hmm. 
Daddy isn't always around. Yes, yeah, you can always rely on chips. You can always rely on chips. So. Why is Daddy under the table being sick again? <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry, we've got chips. Why has Daddy rolled himself up in a rug in the corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, I think the best thing is Daddy having chips. Yes. Daddy having chips with his children. Uh, Francis Falafel asks, do you remember IEPNG fix? Yeah, good times, okay, bye. <laughs> it's not really a question, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. I think my notes here, I did a bit of, uh, yeah, I've, I think if I do, I've blanked it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I've even forgotten to think about things like Modernizer. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, we're starting to yeah. sort of fade into the yeah. deep distance. Um, Cipher. Stays with Last, me forever. Yeah, but, put yeah. I'm not putting the link in again. We've done it once. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sure we did it loads in the, the old season as well. Mm. So we've got a question from Matteo Jamon. I think he's Spanish, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely not someone uh, called Matt Ham. No. Uh, what's your favourite tipple? Who with and where? Yeah. So my favourite, and this is going to sound very pretentious, but I was a chef, remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a place in South Kensington where I used to work called Babendum in the Michelin building. Oh, right, yeah. And I had an oyster bar down there. And I've had a few sessions on there on the... Uh, I used to drink oyster juice. Yeah, oyster juice and lemon. <laughs> yeah, salty uh, water and a bit of phlegm. But I've got to be honest, a couple of oysters with some good friends and a couple of uh, martini cocktails. Ah, good times. yes. And yeah. of course, if you know the barman, because <laughs> he's a work colleague, it doesn't cost the earth. So oh. I'd say those were probably, mm. probably my favourite drinking times. There's probably a few other occasions which are too personal for broadcast. I've but, got to say, mm. an espresso martini mm. really does it. Mm. Richard Wiggins introduced me them to them a couple of years ago, mm. and we started making them at home. Oh, really? it just <laughs> oh, it's 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 that kind of thing. If I drink beer, beer makes me drowsy. Mm-hmm. So you know, after the first couple, I'm kind of feeling a bit kind of I'm less sociable. I think I'm mm. just a little bit more sluggish. Yeah. Whereas espresso martinis, yeah. hello, so is that, Spark, bright and sparkling. So is that your favourite tipple and where is with Lee at home, yeah. knock, knocking back the espresso yeah, martinis? Probably. <laughs> well, especially yeah. it's one of these ones that there's just the two of us. We probably don't bother making, but if you've got, got a couple of friends over, then yeah. yes, that would be the one. Go for gold, definitely. Mm. Uh, so we've got one here from a, a Barry homeowner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he asks, uh, "Can I add you to my professional network on LinkedIn?" You certainly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my answer was, uh, if Barry homeowner, as his name suggests, is a homeowner, um, mm-hmm. definitely want to know him because, as as the person who rents a house, obviously I look up to him with great respect. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you can, Barry. Yes, and, Barry. Uh, yeah, got uh, pl- plenty of links on my uh, my professional network. <laughs> People who earn 120k up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do they share their uh, morning regime? Another great tweet. None of these people who share their morning regime say about going to the toilet. It must be really hard to get through the day full of crap. <laughs> Very good. I think I've bookmarked all these so I can. There are some yeah. superb ones from LinkedIn. Aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, question from Steve Marshall. Yeah. Who is another long time listener? Yes, and I may have accidentally slightly insulted the other day, but. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's not like you. It was a design club, almost like a code club for design. I went and had a look, so it's interesting, and I yeah. saw a Steve Marshall in a wobbly hat. I thought. That, maybe that's Steve Marshall. I haven't seen him from all angles, perhaps. Uh-huh. So I said, great website, looks really interesting. Love your hat, Steve. And he came back and go, that's not me. <laughs> so I replied and said, it says it is. 
<laughs> so he came back with a Wikipedia link going, I'm also a US court judge. <laughs> so, so anyway, yes. Lovely with Steve. the wobbly hat, the judge's wig. Though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know how he does it, but very talented man. You're going to have to show me that photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the question is, what the bloody hell took you both so long? That's not how Steve Marshall talks, but no. um, he is now. I just want... Just trying to remember whether I've met Steve Martin. It's one of those things that I know I've been out and about, but absolutely lashed. So possibly, I've had so many embarrassing times. It was nice to meet you. It's like, yeah, we met three months ago. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have that from yeah. Just a really bad memory. I blame drink. But the question is, what took you both so long? Well, you know, it was just a. We weren't both ready for it. My so. answer to that is, good things come to those who wait, my friend. No. Yeah. Move along. So wait a bit longer. Yes, well, we nearly nearly did. Yeah. Okay, here's one from Adrian, who uh, doesn't give us a surname, so we Adrian. don't know. <laughs> Let's just be clear on what you did there, because <laughs> so, that could be very unwoke. Have you not you, seen Rocky? You have, yeah, yeah but I yeah. Just, wanted to, just wanted to clarify that's what, what you were doing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wasn't doing a Trump, no. First off, we've got three questions for Adrian, and mm. unusually we're going to go with all three. Oh, um, yeah. Not least because he got the names right. Oh, okay. I mean, it drives me nuts that people call me John instead of John. Yeah. Does it not? John and jo- yeah. yeah, John. But he asks, John, without a H, uh, how do you listen to music at the office? Headphones, Sonos, I assume Spotify since icons, mm-hmm. and updates on your favourite design app, Sketch Envision XD. Ooh, that's a lot to go through there. Mm. So Spotify, despite icons, because they replaced mine with their own. <laughs> I'm not bitter, but mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, Spotify is the easiest. I use Plex for my own personal music library. Mm. But we have this special uh, thing in our office. So I share an office with three other guys. And we have a, a little Apple Script app mm. that we run on our computer that uh, tells... Uh, gets from Spotify API what we're playing and puts onto a database mm. and also onto a, um, a website where we can see a status board of what's playing. Mm. So when someone plays a new album in the office, um, we can all see what it is without having to ask every time. And it also means we've got a, we're building up this database of getting on for two years worth of, of data of mm. what people listen to and you know what albums most people listen to what artists everyone plays that mm. kind of thing it's, it's really hyper nerdy and really fun there's no Coldplay in there is there there's no, no. no. Some, uh, some what was it Dennis often plays I'm Walking in the Air the, the Alan Jones <laughs> just to kind of I just remember of old that you used to try and sneak Coldplay songs on <laughs> <laughs> John <laughs> so mm. so that's so we don't tend to do headphones if we listen to a podcast personally but mm. generally we all listen to music as a commune, hmm. basically. What about your office situation? Uh, well, I'm obviously a single office person, but I have Alexa hooked up to Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. I've, I have bought uh, Prime Plus or whatever it's called, and that's hooked up to some Cambridge Soundworks amp and speakers. Oh, Makes a glorious sound. Lovely. Um, Amazon Music is great, and I got into it because it was the easiest way to share with my kids the family thing on mm. multiple devices and it's very device agnostic yeah yeah so it's good um, and then obviously I have my my headphones for those moments of not wanting to listen to the kids scream yeah, yeah. but yeah Amazon Music Prime oh, it's, it's good mm. 
Does that come with Prime then? If you're got a so Prime you get membership? you get a level in Prime, and then ah. once you you upgrade, I think it costs us fifteen quid a month for six people, mm. which we have Alexas as well, so it fits with all. Okay, of that. so it's like the Spotify yeah. family accounts. Yeah, um, and that gives you access to everything. So yes, it's, it's it's fine and dandy. And your favourite? Oh, favorite their favourite design app. Mm. I could go on forever about this. Well, don't. Because <laughs> we've got a few questions. I uh, know we have got a few, but I'll try and summarise it by saying I don't limit myself to using just one app. Mm. I would say at the moment my favourites are Figma and Affinity Designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Affinity Designer is basically the thing that can do everything. Um, Figma is like Sketch; is fantastic for doing UX specific work. Mm. Um, very easy and quick to export things as a well. A little more aligned to the way CSS works as well. I when I explored the idea of sort of having a variable that then I seem I to remember really gone to that, that the distance. But this was research somebody else did yeah. that I was working with that suggested you can set a color and then change that color. Yes, which yes. in Sketch, of course, you have yeah. to get an artboard and go. Here's all the things that are that color. Mm. Um, so that appeals. There's just lots of little things, little interactions that Figma mm. has really thought about. Mm. And you, sometimes you take them for granted, but then mm. sometimes you use something else and you think, gosh, this is taking a long time to choose yeah. a colour or something. You know, why why is this quite, quite clunky? And it's because in Figma, they've... Mm. I, my worry about Figma is the fact that it's, it's all online. Yeah. If you're offline, the tool doesn't work. Which is and what killed it for me. And you can't access your files. Yeah. So I, I have that kind of worry. So I still use Sketch mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, but basically, Sketch and Figma are good for those specific tasks, but they don't have enough design tools for for, for doing more than just like boxes and circles. Yeah. And oh, thanks, John. <laughs> well, I want to do something like based on an isometric grid. Yes. yes. You know. All right. All you right. Know, that kind of thing. I do compound grids. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So yeah, Affinity Designers, yeah. that kind of, and also like it means I can do it on the iPad. So well. Affinity Designers, is that what you, I remember a couple of years ago we sat down and you sketched out an idea for a logo for me, literally at the cafe on the iPad, I assume that was probably. Ah, well that was actually, I use an app called Linear mm. on the iPad, which is just this really nice, low friction way of getting ideas out your mm. head. It was amazing. It was so just, yeah. I just, the, the iPad features a lot for that kind of mm. thing, but Linear is made by the Icon Factory. Mm. Um and it's one of my f- absolute favourites because if I want to do something and but not have to sort of think too much about how I'm constructing it, mm. you know, it's not the final production artwork. So it's it's that's a really nice digital yeah. sketch. And there's loads of linear has these lovely grids for things like um, for doing icons. Mm. You can get a you know, grid of like you know twelve icons. I think we can quickly sketch out ideas, mm. keep them within that square boundary. It's just wonderful. Mm. So there you go. That's, that's yeah, probably nice. is that four apps. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many <laughs> proper proper apps for grown-up designers and sketch for boxes and circles. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's that kind of thing where there's a limit to UX design and when you're illustrating. Oh, goodness me, John! You're making it worse. <laughs> I think you should read out the next question from Adrian <laughs> quickly. John, this is to you, John. Huh, John. Uh, my 1.5-year-old, I think that's one and a half mm-hmm. years, uh, loves your work on Axel Sh- now, Scheffler's? Scheffler. Scheffler. It's like, I let him choose which colouring in, pick to print, nice big tap tar- targets. Any thoughts on that gig? Yes, well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. 
because uh, I, we don't, well, we know people look at it, obviously, because of who well, it is. There's always that thing of you've done a project and, you know, you don't, if you're not good on self-promotion, mm. people don't always know that you've done it. No. It, it was a great project. It took a long time um, because trying to get artwork out of Axel is tough. Mm-hmm. Not because he doesn't want to, because he's like, I'm just over here designing postage stamps for the post office right now. <laughs> um, so, but that was awesome. Yeah. And I've got some nice uh, little artifacts from that project. Of, Have uh, you got some original artwork? Yeah. Um, and he's such a nice, such a nice, modest person. Mm. Like, I mean, we work, we met him a few times and then we mostly worked with his um, PA and sort of archivist, I would call her. <laughs> um, so it was mostly working with her. It took a long time. Great deal of fun. Obviously, the stuff I look at now, I go, I wish I could go back and redo that. But that's every piece of work ever. Every project, yeah. It's got nice little Christmas Easter eggs. Um, if Not Easter eggs for Christmas, but a Christmas <laughs> Easter egg. Not done that well, have I? Um, Mind But blown. yes, the Christmas lights come on at Christmas, so that's nice. <laughs> and we did a no-nav approach. There's no real navigation. There is on the front page, but once you get into the site, there's no real navigation. But it has a flow. Because we didn't have to, there were no key performance indicators. There was no, I've got to sell books through this. It was just, I, I, I don't think it's wrong to say, Axel being as modest as he is was like other people were saying, you really ought to have your own website and have mm. your stuff on there. So I think that was the motivation. So it was really refreshing to go, let's just get people through the page, make sure there's some nice links if they want to jump off. And at the bottom we'll say, hey, would you like to do this next? Not drive them down the funnel, got to sell books. Drive them down the funnel. <laughs> I love that Mark, expression. M- marketing yeah. people. Are there. <laughs> uh, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> uh, but yes, it was uh, very nice. I would happily make a career out of making websites like that if I could. That's again where you say I was kind of hoping this is it. Quentin Blake will be on the phone. Julia Donaldson will be. Yeah. On the phone. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But you know. So with any particular sort of challenges with doing that website, other than just the response time, because obviously... I've busy. actually not... Fairly recently, I had to look through some of the early versions, and one of the challenges was to get rid of the web design. Ah, right. Got some early stuff where it's mm-hmm. a bit navigation-y and there's a bit of too many elements, so it was really... What we tried to do was just... It's just Axel's illustrations. Mm. Pick a really nice font, um, let his work do the rest. Yeah. That was that's more challenging than you think. It's like, okay, how are we going to do? What about this thing? And what about the download button, the print button? But so yeah, that was quite difficult to get mm. to that minimalist. I think that's where I noticed the mistakes of it's so minimal that it's. And this is the thing that I don't need to explain to you. But if you're going to do minimal design, you've really got to nail down those details. Mm. And I can just go on there and go. Oh, I'd like to go back and fix that, but. But yeah, joyous project, absolutely. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So yeah, just making the artwork, yeah. the centre stage, and yeah. and I should give credit to my partner, Mr. Mrs. Okay Rach. She was very much, you know, a key. We did, we did a bit of design tennis on it, and mm. she probably did most of the coding. To be honest, it probably wasn't me. I can't remember, but. I'm lazy. She probably did it. <laughs> did she enjoy that that side? Mm, well, she's one of those super smart people. She's really <laughs> annoying. She can do both things. Yeah. She does good maths. She's also brilliant at English. That's helpful, though. I think if you a lot of CSS yes. in dealing with it, it's yeah. useful to know. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, great Lovely. project. Thank you. And now then, we get to the best question of. We might have to split this out into its own episode. <laughs> Again, Adrian, and, and, and we weren't going to indulge three Sorry. questions, but they were so well done we couldn't help. So, both top three radio help 
head albums. Top three radio. I bet they're different. Okay. Well, why don't we count down from three and see where we get to? So, number three for you. So, there's the the lowest one going up to number one. Right. Uh, Number three was a hard choice Mm. between Moonshake Pool, but it was actually Hail to the Thief. So, this is not going to be as difficult as we thought because I I ended up with Moonshake Pool, but Mm -hmm. uh, there was Kid A, Mm -hmm. and I. Flip between the two. Yeah. But I ended up at Moonshape Pool in the end. And then I put, or maybe Amnesiac. <laughs> <laughs> Only because Amnesiac has one of my favourite tracks on it. But Which yeah, one's that? We'll come to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Moonshape Pool for me. So you went Hail to the Thief. I was very close to putting Moonshape Pool, but I put Hail to the Thief. This is an impossible question, right? Yeah. I mean, there's one album that is not difficult for me, but and there's good reason. But yeah. I, mean, I tend to find that Radiohead albums always seem to come out at certain times of like milestones, like mm. a child is born or getting yeah, married yeah. or something. Yeah. And that Hail to the Thief is when Dan was born. Mm, so. Yeah. yeah, so I haven't had that, but yeah. Okay. But I, I did that album. So number two. I can't do number two because I need to combine number one and two together and I'll explain why. Oh. Maybe you already know. But. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to say number two is OK Computer. Okay. Um, big memories because that's when I met Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, OK Computer came out the week after that. And that was our mm-hmm. album. That was our first thing we kind mm-hmm. of shared together that came out. And it's still amazing. Mm. Great. Great. I can't tell you my number two. Oh, can I tell you do my number one then? Yeah. Okay, so my number one's in Rainbows. Okay. Because I just think there's a lot of Radiohead albums where I love particular tracks. Mm. But In Rainbows was one that I loved as an album complete more than well, anything else. whole podcast, was it In Rainbows? Yeah, yeah it was exactly. Rainbows. I was going to say, hold on, have I got that right? We yeah. talked to David Emery, didn't we, who was from... Yeah, he so. was working for Beggar's Banquets. Yes, uh, so records. you can have a look in the archives for the Radiohead special. Yeah, it was really interesting, actually. Yeah. I listened to that, re- that interview again recently. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, we did a whole episode on... Yeah. Radiohead. We even did a takeoff of the fitter and happier. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> Which I didn't you do about. an illustration that it was rumoured that Tom York you got oh. via that Tom York had approved of your. I had this. We had this thing where because they announced the album, but with no album artwork. Mm. So I thought it'd be fun to like do some album artwork, mm. and it's really cringy thinking back on it now. What I did, I think, was shit. Yeah, it's a long time. But ago. it was, yeah. it was, it was done out of fandom mm. and. A but desire was, to was, do was appreciated. Know, have a kind of creative, but yeah. apparently, because David Emery worked for what was Excel mm. Recordings that, that put it out. Apparently, Tom York did see that post because yeah. it was other people's as well. You know, I was trying to get I told you to, it was proper celebrity. You and you <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear any comment back, which is yeah. probably why. But you know, no, it was it was terrible what I did. But there were some the, some of the people that sub, that uh, uh, submitted theirs. Had some really nice ones. Hmm. Um, because I closed my comments off, I don't think you can see them anymore, but I'll try and be interesting to dig them, dig them out and see if the hmm. links still work. So In Rainbows is your number one. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> my number two, yeah. if it wasn't the number one, so the, the 1A is In Rainbows. Okay. Because it's beautiful yeah. and just amazing. And I bought the, uh, I've got the limited edition vinyl at home. Have you got? Did you buy that as well? The, the ten-year one. Yeah. No, no, no. No, sorry. Um, yes, race. yes. The box set. Yes. yes. I was getting I remember, confused. Computer. I remember being yeah. quite skint at that point, going, "I've, I've got to have this." Yeah. <laughs> so we still, we did, yeah, still mm. got it preserved. And my number one played. is OK Computer. 
because I can remember where I was and who I was with the first time I heard it. Up until that point, I'd been very much about drum and bass, electronic music, didn't really give much attention to rock or anything. And I sat and listened to that and was like, yeah. oh my goodness. So, But the reason they're joint, I don't know if you remember this, um, there's all that gossip around... Um, in Rainbows being part two of OK Computer and there's references to the original songs in OK Computer, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, but somebody released a track listing to put uh, OK Computer and In Rainbows together. Oh. And I remember doing that and thinking, that is a great track listing. And Interesting. Just, so that's why I've got OK Computer and In Rainbows ah. is sort of melded together. I love that kind of nerdery. Mm. I'll, I'll link it. Yeah, that would so. be fantastic. So I just... Want to just go as soon as we're on the Radiohead well, thing. Well, that was interesting actually. Mm. That that actually how close they were. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Amnesiac. This led me into one additional question that we should, which might be trickier. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite track? What's your favourite all-time Radiohead track? Oh, I'll need time to think about mm. that one. I could I could go through each album and say which my favourite track. Mm. Like um, Hail to the Thief, um, A Wolf at the Door. Mm. Um, I remember saying that on Twitter once, and so I said, "What? That's that's the worst song. It's like it's the most hurried <laughs> song they've ever yeah, done. Yeah. Like, and I don't think they play it live very much. But mm. I love that song. Mm. Um, what was my top choice again? In Rainbows? No, I, I can't. I can't mm. narrow down to a track. So I got in the end. I came to Jigsaw falling into place because uh, that. Yeah. But um, spinning. It's like spinning plates as well. Mm. It's just, but they're very different in style. But I. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some tracks like on Kid A, like National Anthem, mm. that I hated. And then I saw them play it live mm. in Vicky Park. And I was like, oh, I really like this song now. I didn't get to that, did I? No. It was supposed to come along. Yeah. I saw them play at Wolverhampton Civic Hall. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice small venue. Yeah. Yes. My very good friend, Uncle Jim, was like, I've got some tickets that you're going to want. It's interesting. Them. I find it interesting that you're coming from like drum and bass kind of genres. And electronic music that it was okay computer that turned you and not a later thing like mm. Kid A well that's why you know Amnesiac nearly made it there for me because mm. that's more um, got another little anecdote I used to live at the bottom of the drive of where they recorded part of that album so oh yes was that Batsford yeah yeah and oh, I did yeah. used to stand going I've got I've got <laughs> I've got even creep got, that's the noise I make when I'm uh, <laughs> masturbating over Radiohead uh, I have more Radiohead stories but let's uh, not not go on. Oh, difficult. Mm. But yeah, that, that, I find that really interesting, actually. The, the, what should we play out with? Oh, we've we've got a music licence. I'm fairly sure Radiohead <laughs> are PRS registered. We could play uh, out with a little Radiohead track. Living in a glass house yeah. or something. Okay. Get the nice long... Yeah. <laughs> right. Cool, but nice question. I like that mm. one. I liked all the questions. This is from uh, Matt Brackets. Carry brackets. Matt Carey, yeah. Matt, Matt mm. open brackets. Carey close brackets is is his full is his full name. <laughs> right, okay. And he asks, uh, talk to me about your love of Scotch eggs. Oh. Now he doesn't say who, and I'm fairly indifferent to Scotch eggs. Although I could talk about some of the technical wonders that I've seen in my life, but I think this is for you, John. Technical wonders of Scotch eggs. Well, if you've have you ever been to a restaurant where they serve a warm Scotch egg and you break it open, run all the yolk runs out. Now, as a trained chefy person, I'm like, that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's now, I've hard. always wondered how you do that because obviously you're deep frying everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know how they've done that. Because you have to have a certain amount of substance to the egg mm. in order f- to to wrap so the meat around so it. It's got to be a timing thing, but I'm sure there's a 
YouTube video, but it's, mm. I went to a restaurant and obviously I haven't cooked professionally for uh, 20 years, 18 years. Mm-hmm. And as I was getting out of it, obviously the restaurants I was working at went lower and lower quality. <laughs> um, but I was quite amazed by that. I was like, well, that's not what I was expecting. Mm. Yeah. So no, I've always... Poached, poached deep fried egg? What is I've, this? I've always, yeah, yeah I'm, because eggs basically are very susceptible to heat mm, and, yeah. and setting very quickly. Yeah. So. However, referring back to the earlier episode, still an egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. eggs are good. Um... I can. I'll tell you about my favourite Scotch egg, actually, mm-hmm. which isn't um, a meat. Well, it's not a, a pork one. Uh, I once had a smoked haddock Scotch egg, mm. and that was awesome. So you're talking kedgeri in a ball, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried all the variants, like the black pudding around yeah. it. You know, cover it in crisps rather than breadcrumbs. Mm. They're all good, but smoking, I like them all. Smoke now. Where did you get that from? Uh, I think that was the fleece in Whitney, actually. Ooh, was a, but that was a few years ago. I don't think they, mm. It's not a regular thing. I mean, smoked haddock and poached eggs, I could eat all day. Mm. With some it's lightly just, curried rice. Yeah, it's the perfect yeah. comfort food. Mm. And kedgeri is my favourite meal. Mm. So if, if you can get it in a ball, mm. I, don't, I think they, they mix it with rice as well. Because there's something, because smoked haddock obviously I wouldn't can know, be very I wouldn't see, flaky. I was going to say that there's no way they could keep it together. Keep the so maybe it, it sounds like a kedgeri. Like a sort of chopped up. Yeah. yeah, but that was, I've only ever had it once. Now I don't remember the Italian name for it, because um, I'm very bad at remembering, but there is essentially deep fried risotto, which is little mini. Aaron Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. If, you have a, if you've ever had mm. really good ones of those, yeah, they're not. I don't know if I've had a good one, mm. but I've had them, and I thought, mm, yeah, it's then the, you haven't had a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's I worked like with a, a very brilliant chef who was like, if you don't like something, it means you haven't had a good version of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh God, yeah, so, Scotch eggs. Yeah, I'm hit and miss about Scotch eggs because you can go to a deli and it, they look great, and then you bite into them and they taste mm. stale and a bit yeah. dry. And no, I've, so, I've certainly had bad ones. Mm. Uh, equally, I've had. You know, I'm quite happy with one from like a garage or a service station. Hmm. You know, like a Ginsters type yeah. thing. Well, the buffet bar, the mighty Ginsters buffet bar. This is, no, this is great because <laughs> most people I talk to about buffet bars have no idea what I'm talking about. Fuck. <laughs> you haven't lived. <laughs> so the buffet bar is it's it's chopped up egg, but it's mixed with coleslaw, isn't mm-hmm. it? And there's a lot of black pepper involved. Mm-hmm. So you can really taste the black pepper. Yeah, I think that's a tactic to distract from the fact that <laughs> it's flavourless. But yeah. it's, it's in a sort of uh, little turdy, turdy... Yeah, it's a little turd-shaped thing. cigar shape. But, but it's yeah. got the pork and the breadcrumbs, yeah. the same thing. And it's the coleslaw just adds that little bit of crunch that's really nice. They're wonderful, but you do get halfway through and start feeling a little bit ill. And think, no, I've got to complete. <laughs> this is good. But... You get to the end of the first one and think, I'll have another one of those. <laughs> We're obviously at different stages. <laughs> Thank you for listening to all our talking. <laughs> and we shall see you next there is time. A lot of it. Well, do you think we're going Do you think we'll knock out another before Christmas, lad? Ooh, I'm just squeeze one out. We could consider a Christmas special. Yeah, and we'll definitely get one together in November. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you, everybody. Um, Thank you. You rock. Yes. See you next time, lovely people. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Was listening.